This episode is presented to you by the Medical Coding Geek Tutoring Network. We're not just about the funny medical coding memes you see on social media. We're also a growing network of experienced, specialized, and credentialed professionals. We do not offer prep courses or education programs. Rather, we offer focused, one-on-one tutor sessions that will give you what you exactly need to help you pass your exam. We offer tutoring for the CCS, CPC, RHIT, RHIA, and CDI certification exams. If you want to find out if our tutoring services is what you need to progress in your career, go to medicalcodinggeek.com. Also, we're looking to grow our network of tutors. If you're interested in joining our team, go to medicalcodinggeek.com. This is Anne Barnaby, and you are listening to Not Elsewhere Classified. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not to not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number five. I want to say goodbye to summer and hello to fall and also hello to October. The next thing you know it, we will be in the holiday season. October brings in a new wave of changes, and it's not just the color of the leaves that are changing. Of course, I'm talking about the ICD-10 codes. Check it out for ICD-10-CM, the diagnosis codes. We're looking at 360 new codes, 142 deleted codes, and 240 plus revised codes. For ICD-10-PCS, 3,562 new codes, 1,821 revised codes, and 646 deleted codes. Those are a lot of changes, especially for medical coders. I wanted to announce that Medical Coding Geeks, a Facebook group that was created two years ago, has surpassed 7,000 members. That's 7,000 members who want to promote and advocate the culture of medical coding. Want to join our group? Go to medicalcodinggeek.com where you will find many groups, including our RHIT and RHIA exam support group, the Clinical Documentation Improvement Network, and of course, the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast community Facebook page. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and even TuneIn. Your subscriptions, rating, and reviews do help our podcast get noticed. Before listening to today's interview, you should listen to part one of Anne Barnaby's episode. So last week, I left you hanging on purpose. Uh, Last week, Anne gave you some expert pointers on your resume. But today, we move on to the interview process. We address what should you do, how you should prepare, and some more helpful information that can help you in your interview process. So without further ado, here's my continuation of my interview with Anne Barnaby from Project Resume. Enjoy. You were talking about the creating of the resume and that in itself is a process right yes then getting it to the attention of the recruiter or the employer that's another obstacle 
Yeah. So the next obstacle uh, is <laughs> after you present this, after you get everything on paper, yes. is the interview <laughs> to the point yes. where now you have to present it. Now they're like, oh man, I present. <laughs> you know, you know. When, uh, what's great is that you know is the fact that that I had mentioned what you type should be representative of who you are. And yeah, you'd mentioned absolutely. earlier is that, you know, one thing we can't do is totally vent and 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 um, put it on Facebook because again, people are looking at that and, exactly. and seeing who you really are. And I think the biggest key is the fact that you have this energy, and you should be directing it in a positive manner. And to keep in mind that, you know, what what schools do is the fact they they prepare you to. They, they teach you the technical skill, but I think what you, the, the person, the audience, whoever's listening to this podcast needs to understand is that when you walk out of school, you need to start developing yourself as a professional. And I think that definitely way. is key. So those that energy, either you need to do yoga or something like that, which by the way, I do have a couple stories that are in line to be recorded. One is a yoga instructor. One is uh, actually came from an opera background. Um, Wonderful. You know, yeah. So when you said a question, I, like, I want to add that onto my list. You know, different <laughs> things that where they come from and how they came today. That's definitely a thing. So yes, absolutely. Uh, in continuation with this is the fact that and what what I was trying to say is you know just to get the job seems more like a big obstacle course, like Spartan race. You know, one of those things. <laughs> and I've done one of those. Ninja and, Warrior. Yeah. Right. And and um, I'll tell you. Oh, I did one. When was it, man? I did one in Miami. It was a 10 miler, right? So it oh, was wow. my very first obstacle, you know, type of uh, course race. And, you know, you, you finish up to the very end. And one of the things at the very end, and keep in mind, this was me doing like three hours of, of running and jumping and okay. burpees and all that stuff. And the yeah. last part, I'll tell you, it was a mud. First of all, it, no, it was raining. It was raining all day. And the course was all muddy, and the last part was climbing up like a like a like a ninety degree slant with a rope, and the 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 whole entire uh, cord, the actual obstacle, was filled with mud. And so you're climbing, oh, no. you're climbing, you're climbing. You got up to the very top, and all of a sudden you slide on down. And so, <laughs> but then it took me three tries. So to me, when you're mentioning this, my goodness, this is a big obstacle course. And so yes, one of the biggest absolutely. one of the biggest peaks of the obstacle course is the interview right absolutely and yes. so when people when i guess our listeners when you're preparing that resume the next thing is to present it and i think schools do this and at least when i taught when i was teaching uh in the university is one skill that i kept on promoting is the fact of presenting right yes. and so when they get into that interview process it's either a make or break because you reached a wonderful point and so yes. when you, again, on paper, look good, but then in person, it doesn't match up. That definitely is a breaking point. So my next question to you is, what are some important things to know about interviewing? Absolutely. Um, well, and I think um, you hit on an important point, um, as usual. Um, but I think that knowing that when you are sitting across from someone in an interview, they uh, I want to say most likely they know that technically you are good for the job. You, you're ready. Um, they are impressed with your technical skills, and they think um, that you are able to do that job and do it well. Uh, the interview obviously is, is 
going to be some questions to confirm that knowledge for themselves. But it's also, I think, a good part of it is to see, does this per is this person going to fit in with the team? Are they going to be able to work well with the rest of us? And um, I think that that is a good thing and a bad thing. And the bad part of it comes when um, you're not yourself in the interview because you are I, I, nervous, you're anxious, you you know you lose your train of thought. Um, and I want to say also, if that happens to you in the interview, don't worry. That happens to everyone. It's okay to say, if they ask you a question and your brain is fried, <laughs> um, it's okay to say, can we come back to that question? Or it's okay to say, can I just have a minute to collect my thoughts? They would rather that a thousand times than someone to just start talking and not have a place where they're going with thought. Um, so that I'm kind of jumping the gun into the middle of the of the interview, but I I do want to get that out there first. If if you freeze during an interview, please don't let it bother you for the rest of the day, and don't let it ruin the interview. Um, you, it's okay. They they're all right with it. Take some time, regroup. You'll be fine. Um, but to avoid that, um, I don't want to say altogether because we all get nervous and it's going to happen. But to to try to avoid that, um, I really like to say that preparing for an interview is absolutely key to um, doing well in an interview. Um, do some research about the company before you go in. Um, look up your interviewer on LinkedIn. Um, I know that LinkedIn kind of tells you, oh, you know, this person has been looking at your profile. But if I'm going in to meet with Jane Smith and Jane Smith sees that I've looked at her LinkedIn profile, um, she's just going to think, oh, good, she's she's looking to see who she's you know meeting with. So we're not complete strangers. Um, look into uh, what they do and um, how they will that person will relate to you know your everyday job should you get the position um, look into what the job actually entails you know are you ready to do that or do you want to do that um, and uh, like I said look into the company just as to where they've been where they're going um, and I always like to say arrive 10 minutes early um, have your resume with you. Um, I like to say bring five copies. That's kind of my baseline. Um, a, a lot of people find resumes and find candidates online, and that's fantastic. And you don't want to be sitting down across from someone and they say, oh, do you have a copy of your resume? And you say no. Um, bring a copy with you uh, that will show that you're prepared and, and ready to go. Um, always, always, always bring um, a notepad. And I was speaking to an AAPC meeting the other day, uh, an AAPC chapter the other day, and I said, I don't care if you write your grocery list down. Write something down while you are interviewing. Now, don't you know? Don't be uh, writing your grocery list down if you can't concentrate on the interview. But my point in saying that is, um, they want to see you take notes. I have walked out of truly countless interviews, and. The HR woman, um, woman, the HR representative, usually a woman, has said to me, um, the, the, they're, "No, they're out. They didn't take any notes. They want you to jot down some information about the job. They are giving you information, and they're giving you their time. To be completely honest, um, and they want to make sure that that time is not 
um, I don't want to say wasted, but they want to make sure that you are getting something from the interview as well as as much as they're getting something from the interview. Always take notes um, uh, and always ask questions at the end of the interview so that you can be um, so that you can show that you don't just want a job, you want this job. And that's one of my big things at, at Project Resume is um, show your interest. You know, I, you know, so many people, as we've said earlier in this podcast, is, well, I just want a job, so I'm here. No, I want, you know, show them that you want to work for them. You are interested because of X, Y, Z, you know, and, and show them that you want to learn a little bit more about the daily, you know, life of the person in this position. Um, so I think that doing those things and, and preparing yourselves and come, coming prepared with those items, it helps me to feel prepared, and that helps me to calm down. Um, and I, if I bring a notebook with me, which I always do, um, I will write, you know, in the margins, like smile and with a little smiley face, or I'll say, you know, I'll put a skill, I'll jot down, you know, a project that I worked on so that when I glance down at my notes, I'm, I see the word smile and that will make me smile. <laughs> or I'll see, you know, that word of my uh, job history that I want to talk about and I'll remember, oh, yes, bring this up. I want to talk to them about this. Um, so it can work both ways um, for you. It can help you as well as giving you, obviously, a means to kind of jot down some information. So I really think um, that a successful interview starts well before the interview day um, in preparing yourself, getting yourself ready, wear something that you feel comfortable with, um, wear something, you know, professional always, and um, but something that you're not going to be worried, oh, you know, about what you have on so that you can just concentrate on, on what you're doing. And, um, Make sure that you answer their questions, and that sounds simple, but uh, I think a lot of people veer off if they are asked about something. I remember being in an interview. I was interviewing someone, and I said, well, have you ever worked with Excel? And they said, yes. And I said, okay, can you tell me how, or can you give me an example of something that you've done with Excel? And she said, well, Excel kind of speaks for itself. Well, that's, <laughs> that told me – and. And I thought to myself, I wish she had just said no, uh, because obviously she hadn't. You know, in Excel, that's the one system that does not speak for itself. You can do so much with that system. And it's okay to say no. Uh, it's okay to say, I no, I've never done that. Um, you know, I always like to tack on, but I'm a fast learner, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, you don't want to just say a no. But um, it's okay to admit that you don't have experience in something that they're asking you about. Um, it's better to do that than, like we said, get into a position where you're in over your head. Um, they don't expect the world, they don't expect the perfect candidate to come across their desk, but they're interested in you. That's why you're there. So be sure to be confident and, and don't be afraid um, to say no, um, to ask more questions about that and say, or oh, I'd love to learn or, you know, me with Excel, I, I have experience with it, but not nearly with what it can do. So I'm always looking to learn more. So, you know, say that. Or, um, oh, I've heard about that EMR system, and I've, I've, I've never had experience, but I would love to learn because it seems to 
you know, help so many people. And, um, you know, just be relaxed. They want to see you. Um, they don't want to see the perfect candidate. They don't want to see a machine. So don't give them one. Give them yourself. And um, I know that it, this is hard to say when you're really searching for a job and, and in need of employment, but, you know, the the perfect job is, is going to come along. The the position where you're going to do the best and they're going to do the best for you, it's out there. And sometimes it's not the one that you are in the, you know, interview for, and that's okay. Um, but just put your best foot forward. And like I said, that all starts with that preparation step. This podcast is brought to you by the Haugen Consulting Group. Having troubles with your external cause codes? External cost codes can be a mystery to solve when you are trying to figure out the details of the events leading to the patient coming to the hospital. Luckily for you, the Haugen Consulting Group are offering two separate educational webinars on October 18th and October 19th for facility and pro-fee medical coders. Sign up to receive indexing search tips and tricks that will help you reference the ICD-10-CM Chapter 20 codes with ease. Listeners of this podcast will exclusively receive a 15% discount. How you ask? Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use the promo code GEEK15. Again, go to www.thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N, group.com slash shop and use the promo code geek15 that's g-e-e-k one five one thing i do want to add on to some advice for interviews is the fact that you know when for me i've done a bunch of interviews and when somebody says oh you got to be at a peer interview or uh, you got to yeah. sit in an interview. What What's really happening on the other end is the fact that they got to stop their work. And not that it's yes. a hindrance is the fact that no, they're do, they have right. to take they have to take their time out of their day uh, to sit down and listen to you. So at least as a favor, you know, you have yeah. to make it enjoyable for them you see (laughs) so don't come in with a bad you know like an entitlement attitude like i I am just the coder and i need just this job then that totally turns it off you know you have to make that interview an experience that is worth their time time is money you know that's all about business correct so one thing that i've always told myself in walking in here is is you got to make this fun you have to make this relaxed. You have to make it intriguing. You know, again, I guess, you know, the way we're talking now, that's how it should be. Just yes. like a, a simple yes. discussion. Treat it as if, you know, you're, you're coming in and everybody has a cup of coffee and then you're just having a nice jovial discussion. And I think Absolutely. that is key. When you're walking in and say, hey, everybody, how are you doing? And then you, you introduce yourself and then they start talking. You say, oh, okay, let me go ahead and start off with this and, you know, answer some questions and be relaxed. And I think it's hard to do that. But when you have a mentality like, you know, you're, you're, you're here to not entertain them, but make them make the interview enjoyable for them. So that way they see number one, I think out of everything else, 
you know, you're talking about your technical skill, but I think most importantly, when people are sitting in your in, in, the, in your interview, they're looking at your personality. Exactly. And that to 100%. me can be a make or break situation in an interview is your personality. If your personality yes. is not up to par, if it doesn't match up with the team environment, and if it doesn't match with the corporate environment, well, then that definitely just throws that out of the water. This is well, this person exactly. doesn't meet our doesn't meet our our requirements for our team. So exactly, and I, you know, uh, in that vein, um, I, I, when I put an interview um, in my calendar or on, you know, whatever, I list it as a meeting. I don't list it as an interview because that's truly what you're doing. You're meeting with someone. You're getting to know them. They're getting to know you. They know um, that you have the technical prowess. And I, I, it hurts me. It makes me cringe sometimes to see people say, oh, well, I've studied up on my coding before I go to this interview. You know, very rarely are they going to sit across from you and say, how would you code, a, you know, <laughs> you know whatever. Um, that That's for later on. If they have a coding test, you're going to that, take that's it. That's the reason why. Fine. Exactly. That's the reason why for the coding <laughs> test, which comes up to a very yeah. good point is the fact that people are complaining, why are they going to give me a test? Well, that's why. That's that's yeah. that's the interview portion of your skill. The the interview the actual verbal interview is of your personality. Absolutely. And you can't have an interview sitting across from someone about your skills. You just can't because that, as much as we all love coding, um, going back and forth of someone spouting off a procedure and you spouting off a code, that's not a fun interview. That's not a fun meeting, like you said. They're not going to walk away with that with an enjoyable, and they don't want to spend their time doing that. They'd rather you spend the time with a written exam. So, um, yeah, like I said before, and, and like you just touched on, it's, it's to get to know each other. Are you going to fit in with the team? Do I like this person? Did I walk away from that meeting with a good feeling, or did I walk away? thinking, oh my gosh, thank goodness that interview is over. Um, and if you go in uh, focused completely on the technical aspect of coding and then someone asks you, oh, what do you like to do for fun? And you, fr you freeze up, you know, that's not, that's not a good look. You know, go, go in ready to talk about yourself and um, the coding skills will come. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I do have two questions before we finish off okay. this your episode. Uh, what does the future hold for Anne Barnaby and Project <laughs> Resume? Res well, Project Resume, sorry. Well, um, huge things. I'm, I constantly am, am trying to, to progress Project Resume. I, I want to reach as many people as possible. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm working on uh, translating all this information and the information on my webinars and everything that's going on in my brain, I'm, I'm working on translating that into um, a sort of textbook or a reference book, um, and then hopefully eventually a uh, curriculum that can kind of partner up with uh, those uh, all the co educational ed institutions that we were talking about before. Um, not a career services, which is what they already have, but um, an actual course that, that goes along with your coding course to prepare you for all the things that we've talked about today. So um, that is in the future, hopefully in the near future. I'm, I'm working as hard as I can, and I, it's very exciting for me. It's exciting work. And um, I just, in the, in the immediate future, just I love being on Facebook. I love emailing back and forth with coders and talking about all this type of stuff. And um, I love interacting with everybody. And um, 
I'm very excited about this podcast and not just this episode, but all of them because this is the stuff I love, just, you know, conversing back and forth about everything that we all as coders, you know, uh, come across on our daily lives and how to make ourselves better. So that's what it holds for me, hopefully soon. Hey guys, I recently signed up for my free 30-day Audible trial. With my 30-day trial, I received a free audiobook just for signing up. There were so many titles to choose from, but I decided on American Assassin by Vince Flynn. This book introduces you to Mitch Rapp and the journey in his beginnings as a super agent. I didn't realize that this was a part of a larger series of Mitch Rapp adventures, and I look forward to listening to more. Plus, I think the book was way better than the movie, but don't tell my teenage daughter who is obsessed with Dylan O'Brien. Anyways, to get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, go to to audibletrial.com slash NEC podcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash NEC podcast. And what uh, final words do you have to share with our audience? What kind of best words of advice do you want to leave our audience with? Well, I would say, you know, as much as it's a cliche, uh, my biggest thing is always be yourself. Um, present, you are the only you that's out there. And again, I sound like some sort of therapist, but it's true. Um, Anyone uh, can look at a resume and see that you have a credential. Make sure that they see you and what you have to offer. Maybe you have a passion for a specific um, portion for compliance, or maybe you have a passion for the billing um, part of things. Um, Make sure that they that employers and other coders even see that Um, because you never know when, uh, you know, you could be talking to someone at a conference and then um, a couple weeks later they come across a job and they say, oh, I remember Anne really loved the compliance portion. I'm going to send this to her. You just never know when putting yourself out there, you know, we as coders, we have such a a tight-knit community, I feel like, and I, I really have felt such um, reciprocity with people wanting to help other people and passing good vibes and good jobs and good opportunities along. And um, if you don't put yourself out there and if you don't take that chance to get to know people and get to let people get to know you, um, then you're going to miss out on all of that. And that's a shame. So um, we all got into this for a reason and um, we all do the same coding, but we all do it with our own special flair (laughs) and we all do it with our own special skills and don't hide that get out there and 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 let people know who you really are and it's going to come back to you in wonderful wonderful ways all right that's wonderful advice so if our audience wanted to contact you or wanted to learn more about project resume where can they find you or project resume social media websites Absolutely. Um, well, there's always uh, the website, projectresume.net. Um, I would encourage everyone to just look around there, read through um, all the information that we have on the, on the website. Um, there's a lot, like I said, about us, how we started, what we do. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter, actually, at, at Project Resume. And um, on Facebook, we have um, the Project Resume company site. Um, I have a group on Facebook that is 
project resume professional development for medical coders. Um, I tried to, to post in that section just discussion, just like we've just had today about um, what, what we do and, uh, as coders, um, best professional development um, habits and, and things like that. And then um, we are, I do have a, a company page project resume and then um, Annie Barnaby is my uh, Facebook name and the picture is the project resume logo. So um, that's how you can find me at LinkedIn, same project resume is the company page. So I try to get across all the platforms and um, hopefully when you search, uh, you know, Google and, and everything is, is a little bit tough to, to kind of get your presence out there. But hopefully if you search Annie or Ann Barnaby um, and project resume, it'll take you, you know, where you need to go. But there's, like I said, there's always the website and we have links to everything there. Awesome. Well, definitely you, t you definitely show that you're well connected out there <laughs> on the internet. I so try, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> well, that is our time. Uh, and I do want to thank you for being part of this podcast. You definitely have shared a lot of information, a lot more than what we need. But I think we can definitely do something to where um, I think we can definitely kind of do a bonus content, especially uh, with oh, some wonderful. of the information that you had there. But again, well, I thank wanna... you for having me. This is, I mean, this is such a great venture that you're doing, and I'm, I'm so excited for, like I said, for all the episodes. It's awesome. just, it's a great thing. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Anne Barnaby and Project Resume for being a guest. Again, you can find Project Resume at projectresume.net. Again, that's projectresume.net. I want to thank the Haugen Group, Audible, CareerStep, and Weebly for sponsoring today's podcast. If you have a company, product, or service, consider becoming a partner. For details, you can go to medicalcodinggeek.com or send an email to necpodcast at medicalcodinggeek.com. Coming up on the next episode of Not Elsewhere Classified. There are certain pieces of my career I like to erase, let's just put it that way, for different reasons. Um, but I just knew that radiology was my passion and I wanted to stick with it. So rather than having a generic name, I'm like, let me do a DBA. And I'm like, and I came up with the name RadRx. It's just one of those things that hit me with the tagline being your prescription for accurate coding and reimbursement. Not Elsewhere Classified is presented and produced by Medical Coding Geek. Music was brought to you by 43 and Coyote Hearing. Medical Coding Geek offers tutoring and media services for the medical coding, health information, and CDI community. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MED Coding Geek. That's MED Coding Geek. You can also find us on our website, medicalcodinggeek.com, where you can find and listen to all the podcast episodes plus the show notes from today. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. We would definitely appreciate it. And again, thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kui, and you have just listened to Not Elsewhere Classified. Medicalcodinggeek.com this podcast is supported by Weebly.com. Have a product? Building a company? You'll need a website. Create your site with Weebly's drag-and-drop website builder and responsive themes without any technical experience. Believe me, I built my website in under 30 minutes. It really is that easy. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 10% discount on any Weebly subscription plan or promote plan. To get this discount, go to Weebly.com 
That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot MedicalCodingGeek.com. Again, that's Weebly dot MedicalCodingGeek.com.